Creating financial freedom through monthly passive income. That is the topic of the show today. Before I introduce our guest today, I want to invite you to head on over to OverwhelmSucks.com. That's right, OverwhelmSucks.com. And get my free guide, 10 Quick Ways to Conquer Overwhelm. That all happens over at OverwhelmSucks.com. Martin Sines is a cash flow investor that provides passive income to his family and the investors he serves through real estate mortgage income. Martin, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Mark. Now, for those of you listening to this on audio, I am sitting in Houston, Texas. We just recorded this yesterday on November 21st. And at the time, it was 44 rainy, drizzly, miserable degrees in Houston, Texas. And I'm looking at Martin right now, and he's got a gorgeous, sunny background, and he's in Sarasota, Florida, and it's 71. So... I'm a little jealous right now. So if I sound a little on edge, it's because I'm looking at the sun that we don't have in Houston right now. But uh, with all seriousness, uh, Martin, I'm glad you're on the show because I'm really excited about the topic. We're going to talk about passive income. And I believe that most people, and I certainly did, I'm 57 years young. When you grow up, you think, okay, get a job and you get a paycheck every week, every two weeks, every month, whatever the case may be. And maybe passive income, maybe if you do 401k, but that's not really passive because you don't get that till later. So I want to make sure that everyone understands what we're talking about. When we say monthly passive income, let's set the table, let's set the bar so everyone understands. What do you mean when you say passive income? Sure. So that's income that comes in in a consistent and predictable manner with minimal effort on your side as the person who's receiving it, other than perhaps the effort and capital investment you placed in to acquire that cash flowing asset. Okay. So the first thing I think about with passive income, and this is obviously not the only passive income, is a real estate investment trust. So you can give your money to a REIT, and they go out and invest property, so you don't have to do anything with the property management, paying taxes, and then they pay you money every month. That's somewhat what you're talking about when it comes to passive income, correct? Correct. And I'm, I'm focused on the result, which is um, existing opportunities and and what the rates of return are. But I'm actually more um, concerned with or focused on the pre-work that needs to occur prior to the investing in the passive income for the passive income. Okay. So how hard is it for a listener to say, you know what, I want to start generating some income that's passive. But I have, I don't know how to do that. I mean, I'm just, I mean, I've heard the term passive income before, but you know, Martin, can you hook me up? Can you tell me how can I get started? I, I know the listener wants to know how can they get started generating passive income while they're still working at their job? Sure. So um, the response to that is that individual or the family needs to get their financial house in order Mm. with the first step being to create a living financial statement so they can get a true assessment of where they're at financially and to maintain that financial statement on a updating it on a weekly basis so that it serves as a living 
breathing statement. So you're you're not suggesting someone just to go Google passive income and just throw a bunch of money at it. Yeah. So um, I consider whatever vehicle you invest in, whether it's even a vehicle you're is self created that you create for yourself. Um, I don't I don't suggest anyone should go out and just quickly or arbitrarily buy into an opportunity that produces passive income before they do a lot of preliminary steps to get their financial house in order first. I wonder how many people actually think about that because we we see these posts or ads on social media, whether it be Instagram or Facebook or TikTok, or like, oh man, I can make so much money and not do any effort. Well, there's nothing in light that's free. And if it does seem too good to be true, well, you know as well as I do, Martin, it probably is. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think of um individuals that that are desire passive income and they immediately they go to Google and they search, you know, highest yielding passive income funds or, you know, highest dividend stocks or something like that. And they're looking just to do something. Um, it's almost like uh before even joining a gym and starting a workout regimen, you go and and you enter into a bodybuilding contest or something. <laughs> that's the end result. Like that's the result of all the preparatory work that you've done to get to that point. That that's very interesting. I love that analogy you said about working out. Yeah, that's what the results you want, but there's a lot of work we have to do between here and there. So talk to us more about this living financial statement. Go more into details. What does that look like? Because you did mention it should be updated on a weekly basis. I've never heard those three words put together. So can you elaborate on that for us, please? Sure. So it's something that I've written about in my my last book, Cashflow Dojo. And um, I've actually since rewritten it this year. So I'm, I'm coming out with it. I'm very proud of it. Um, I'm just very passionate about every family having the opportunity to grow monthly passive income in their life. And as it relates to the living financial statement, the first thing that, um, you know, one ought to do is, is look at the income portion of the statement. So you have income expenses, asset liabilities, and for the income portion, they should break out how much of their income is attributed to active income and how much is attributed to passive income. Mm. And they should set target goals for themselves from a passive income perspective, even if the number is zero at the present time. Interesting. So in your book, or maybe you have a form on the website that we could look as a sample. Do you have that for our listeners? Yeah, I have, I have an Excel file for a living financial statement template. I'd be happy to provide for any any of the listeners that are looking for it. Um, they can email me or they can contact you, whomever. It's just something I think everyone should have. Um, it's free. It, you know, uh, I just, to me, I feel like I'm on a mission to spread the word. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember when I first got, started getting the P&Ls. I, I'm not an accountant. I didn't know what a P&L was. And so I went to Google and I, typed in free PNL uh, Excel or something like that. And I got this guy's spreadsheet that he gave away yeah. for free. And I'm like, Oh, that's what a PNL is. I knew it stood for profit and loss, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes when you start with a model, it's okay. This is, this is the model you start with. And go, oh, I can fill these things in. So uh, we'll tell people how to get a hold of you later at the end of the show and they can get that spreadsheet because mm-hmm. I think, 
I don't want anybody to to get to a point that go, well, this sounds really good. This living financial statement sounds good. I don't know where to start, so I'm not going to start. So we're gonna we're gonna give you a heads up. We're gonna give you a little head start on this thing. So stay tuned for the end of the show. We'll tell you how to get that Excel spreadsheet. So what are some mistakes mm-hmm. you see people make when it comes to a living financial statement? So um, first of all, they don't update it. <laughs> and then, and then, like they don't do anything with it. Like you join the gym, right? Go back to the gym. You join the gym and you don't go after the first time. Okay. And and so um, the second thing is, uh, you know, perhaps they don't, um, they don't, they use it as maybe an historical tool where you can kind of see you know, what your present day looks like or what you've accumulated over the course of time. But it really, um, you really want to morph it so that it it can be used from a goal setting perspective. So in other words, what's your passive income that you're accumulating now against what your goal is? So and what's the variance? And also assets, I break out between assets that produce monthly passive income and ones that don't that may be more of a store of value and then um, liabilities that are attributed to growing assets that produce monthly passive income. And then there's a expenses associated with that. So I think the spreadsheet will help kind of give people guidance to just get started. So after we have completed the, the living financial statement, then we have a clear picture. Then we can start looking for other passive income opportunities. No. Okay. <laughs> then, then That's we're why I had start. you on the show, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it was that easy. Yeah. I mean, no, we all be doing it. But um that, then I would start um I, I would start visualizing your why and mm-hmm. just start understanding what's important to you. So um when I first started at, in small business ownership uh 20 years ago, um, you know, it was about growing my bottom line, making money for myself. Then you have a family and then it's like, well, let me make money for my family. <clears throat> and at the point of where I'm at, um, I want to leave a legacy and I want to help society kind of improve just a smidge beyond where it was before I was born. So now I'm actually producing producing a good a good for society with giving back. And so and so my why has grown over the course of time, which will feed into my goals from a passive income perspective. I am studying on how to become a minimalist because we have way too much stuff in our house. And one of the books I started listening to is Marie Kondo. She is like a lady out of Japan and she's like started the whole tidying thing recently. And one of the things she says, is a lot of people, when they approach becoming a minimalist, they start with, decluttering and she says the first thing you need to do is find out why you want to declutter and i think it's very interesting (laughs) you said the same thing as she said why do you want passive income why do you want to become a minimalist because if you don't understand your why or if your why is not big enough whatever you're doing is not going to stick and i thought that was very interesting i just heard her say that this morning (laughs) and you said it so apparently why is a a really big thing And, and i tell people when they ask me how do i plan because you know i'm mr productivity what do I put yeah. on my calendar? And I say, well, there's a three-step process. Know your why, then have goals. And number three is planning. Because if you don't have goals because you don't have a why, what are you putting on your calendar? And most people are shocked when I say start with why. Start with why is really important because that actually is the launching pad 
for everything you're going to do following it. Got overwhelm? Then you need to get my free guide, 10 Quick Ways to Conquer Overwhelm. This free guide will help you quickly deal with overwhelm so you can get back to making the impact you've dreamed of. Get your copy for free at OverwhelmSucks.com. Yeah, sure. It's it's your, your motivational factor and... um you know, it's how, uh, you know, someone who may have had a drinking problem, they go to 8A and they, and they have, you know, they, they have something to live for now. And then they're, you know, they just knew about the pain of the past and they never want to relive that. And so they're strongly motivated. Um, the third step is actually, um, is, is interesting. It, it's, uh, it's the research doing your research on multiple streams of income. So this is more of a high contact step in that um, you're going to engage in in researching, kind of starting from a self-reflection standpoint. Um, you know, what are your strengths? What are your areas of expertise? And then you want to start looking um, into communities and meetup groups and industry conferences around what you already know. So. So what I'm trying to suggest is to is to ultimately invest in assets, invest in opportunities that you have some familiarity with so you can perform adequate due diligence and you can get behind from a passionate and resonating uh, perspective. All right. So just to recap for everybody, so far we've talked about the number one thing is we have a living financial statement. Number two have a why and make sure the why is big enough, not just because you want to. And number three, start your research. So now I got that pretty down right, right? I took good notes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> so what is the next step? Uh, step step four is to um, is to guard your thoughts. So when, when you put new thoughts into, and this might be going back to minimalism, right? I don't know. You put new thoughts in. I mean, you got to take out the old thoughts, right? Yeah. And because otherwise there's going to be confusion. There's going to be internal conflict more than what there might already be. And so, um, and so you might even want to start with uh, trying to delete some of the negative thoughts or the thoughts of mediocre, mediocrity, you know, first. But, but what's going to happen is you're, when you put a new blueprint, in your head, it's going to conflict with what's there. And then that's when thoughts of doubt, um, thoughts of reverting back to the old ways and all that will come into play. Yeah. I, I am so against negativity because negativity is so big in our world today. And so I've taken, when I talk to people, I say, Hey, have a positive day. Instead of just <laughs> have a great day. I say, have a positive day. And yeah. number one, no one says that. So people go, Oh, that's weird. Well, yeah, because I want to plant the seed because negativity sucks. Okay. Negativity doesn't solve anything. And that goes right along with your guard, the thoughts. So I don't want the listener to go, Oh, I could never generate passive income. Well, that's right there. You got a red flag because you're already entering into world of negativity. How do you know you can't generate income? from passive mm -hmm. monthly passive income. So if you can't start off on the negative foot and say, I can't, if you're saying I can't, it'll never work. My family's never done this. You're going the wrong way. You need to start positivity and saying, okay, how can I generate income? Because now you're going to start planting in your mind 
guard your thoughts, planning your mind positivity, which means this whole process is probably going to be number one, more fruitful, but more importantly, more joyful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and, and sometimes it's negativity that comes into play. And sometimes it's just, um, going with what you've been taught your whole life. So many people have are taught from a small age and then they get into corporate America and they're taught that wall street is where you grow your retirement. Wall street is where you place your trust in. And so they put all their money into 401ks and IRAs and, and buy stocks and bonds and trade on the, the platforms. And, and so to me, that's what I've learned over time is that's more of a, a strategy of hope where you're hoping to buy low and hoping to sell high right? <laughs> and then, and then, and then, you know, make where you need to make in between. And so I believe that is the, the worst way you can go. And I believe the best way you can go is to build your home on multiple streams of income that you have some level of control and awareness over and that you can grow in a very careful, organic, methodical way. Hmm. Very, very wise words there. Uh, methodical. Uh, avoid the get rich quick uh, practices, hacks. They very rarely work. Like you said, and stay in number three, research, research. And I don't mean research like for 30 minutes. Do your research, read a book or two, watch some webinars, really understand what you're getting involved with. Like, I don't know anything about real estate. So when I start with real estate, I will start with a trusted REIT first before I start buying my own property. If I went out and bought my own property, well, then you have to do the management and the maintenance stuff. That's, that's too overwhelming. So Again, do your research, like like uh, Martin said. All right, is there any other tips, or is that this four steps, or is there more? Um, there's a fifth step, and and that Does is that make millions. <laughs> well, it's it's to um, it, it's just just to put thought behind what you do to be intentional, and and that is um, grow your income consistently in assets that you can trust. Mm. So. So um, this is where um, you're really connecting where you're at financially in step one, what your why is, what your research has told you, what what kind of your thoughts are telling you based on this new blueprint that you have for yourself. And you're going to invest whether these assets are, are self-created or they're assets like a REIT, like you mentioned. Um, but they have to produce income on a consistent and predictable basis, which I believe monthly is what's needed to match monthly expenses that we all have. And it has to be from a trusted source. So I'm looking at these five steps as a circle. So just because you get the step five, you got to go back to step one because you said you have to update it weekly. And keep your living financial statement updated. And then you probably have to make sure you understand your why. Make sure your why is still strong. Then you have to do research to make sure you're doing the right things. Then you have to continue to guard your thoughts. Then you have to make sure your assets are performing. Then you have to go back to step one. Am I am I am I visualizing these correctly at the circle? Absolutely. And it's um and and, and you know, 
I can just kind of tell you, um, and I read your bio and, and we both got for, fired from a corporate job. I had gotten fired in 03. So just a few years earlier, okay. <laughs> but, um, you know, I corporate America, it wasn't for me. Um, my wife and I did small business ownership. We made money, but we worked hundred hour work weeks. So that was not freedom. And then we landlorded commercial and residential properties from 09 and we still do landlording, but, we didn't find what we were looking for with these steps that I'm discussing here with any of those asset classes. It wasn't until I started buying mortgage loans in 2013 and I just bought a couple at, at, at first. And now our company, we have about 75 million assets under management. Um, we have hundreds of mortgages that are performing and paying every month. And so I'm speaking from a perspective of someone who has done that cyclical pattern of growing monthly passive income. And it's, it works if you just start, right? You just got to start and you got to keep with it. And then you just got to grow slowly over time. My wife and I have been in this house that we're in right now for about 20 years. And it's the first time we ever bought a house. And I was not aware that in most cases, the bank doesn't own your house. These hidden investors buy your house. That's why if you want to refinance your house, you go to your bank and then your bank has to reach out to the investors. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. And a lot of people don't know that. They think that their local credit union holds the mortgage. No, they they service the mortgage, but mm -hmm. there's investors behind the scene who are making the money and, and giving approval. So I just thought that was really interesting. I, I, I didn't do my research before I bought my first house and that was 20 years ago. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't know this. I didn't know that. Like when I had the home inspector come in, uh, you have to hire your own home inspector, not the one that they're using. I didn't know this. <laughs> so yeah. um, had I done my research, I would yeah. have found this out. So there's a lot to be said about being researched. Well, we covered a lot of ground on the show today. Before we wrap up, is there anything that we didn't cover that you want to share with the listener? Just um, to reiterate the importance of what what it is we're talking about, um, I speak to I speak to investors. I speak to a lot of high end investors, accredited investors, high net worth folks daily. And um, what a lot of people don't know is thirty six percent of people making over two hundred k live paycheck to paycheck. Wow, and and. There are, there's an epidemic in our country of people that do not have their financial house in order. And, and, um, there's going to be a lot of families that are suffering and will suffer as a result. So, um, I, I think this isn't something that is just something good to maybe do. I think this is mandatory mm -hmm. for folks to look at. I, I agree with you. And that's, partly what got me on this road to becoming a minimalist because I was buying all this stuff and I'll call it what it is crap. And mm -hmm. I'm like, it was just gathering dust. And I'm like, why am I buying this now going forward? I'm like, okay, like we're completely reevaluating Christmas now. Cause I'm like, <laughs> if you want to get me something that I'm going to use, that's fine. But like, I'm a big uh, European football fan. We call it soccer here in America. <laughs> well, you can get me my favorite team. You can get me a, a shirt of my favorite team, Manchester City. Okay. But don't get me a Manchester City soccer ball. It'll never get used. It'll just collect dust. And so as I find myself going out and shopping, I'm like, okay, do I really need this? And, and I got there by going down the minimalist journey because minimalists are like, do I really need this? 
Do I need 85 pens? You know, I got a whole box of CDs. Martin, I got a whole box of CDs. I have not looked at them for 15 years. I've got Apple Music. Oh. And one of the things that Marie Kondo says, she goes, just throw them away. Because if you start looking at them, oh, I remember when I got the CD. Then, then you're wasting more time. Take and a picture. So, yeah, <laughs> take, take a, a picture. picture. Yeah, take a picture lasts longer. Um, well, thank you for sharing that. That stat of 30% of people over 200. 36%, yeah. uh, 36% uh, even worse, is astounding. And But here, listener, if this is you, don't panic. Get, uh, being aware of the situation, you're halfway home. But you got to become aware of it. So, Martin, I know people are going to want to reach out to you. They're going to want to ask questions. They're going to want that Excel spreadsheet you talked about for the living financial statement. So tell us how we can do that. Sure. You can email uh, myself at martin at bqfunds.com. And I'll be happy to send that to you or answer any questions. All right. So if you have any questions about anything we talked in the show, don't reach out to me. I This is not what I do for a living. You need to reach out to Martin. I'll have his email address in the show notes because if you email me, I'm like, I, I got no clue. <laughs> what price with that? No, just kidding. Uh, but Martin is the person you need to write out their email to. Again, that link is in the show notes. Martin, thank you so much for being on the show today. This has been a pleasure having you here. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski podcast. I really appreciate your time and attention. Before you go, I'd like to ask you for a favor. If you have not subscribed to this podcast in your podcast player of choice, would you do that right now? This way, every time a new episode comes out, you will be informed. Second thing is, while you are subscribing, please consider leading a rating and a review. This helps the podcast get discovered. And the third thing, I know I'm asking a lot of you, the third thing is if you know of someone who can use this episode right now, why don't you just share it with them? Every podcast player that I'm aware of makes it really easy to share an episode. So if you're thinking of a family, a colleague, a neighbor, a friend who needs to hear this episode, go ahead and hit that share button and send this podcast to them right away so I can help them like I helped you. Thank you so much for listening and we'll be back real soon with a brand new episode.